Space Arena Saga Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Space Arena Ground Arena, where we cover Star Wars Unlimited from the ground up into space. I'm Banana Crapshoot. Uh, we are here again. We have a very special guest. So before we get to that, uh, with me as usual is Mr. Ben. Mr. Ben, how are you doing? I am much better than I was last week when we were supposed to get together last time. January's been a heck of a month. Yeah. Is your frostbite fully recovered? No, but pretty close. Most of the blisters have faded. Um, I got very lucky with that, honestly. Uh, a little bit less lucky with the respiratory virus I picked up on that same trip. But uh, all in all, I'm mostly back to fighting shape. You got some serious cron crud there, huh? Um, well, with us tonight is uh, Xander from Fantasy Flight Games. So, Xander, thanks for joining us. And if you don't mind telling uh, everybody what your role is at Fantasy Flight Games and how it relates to Star Wars Unlimited. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, I am Xander Tabler. I am the Community Engagement Specialist for FFG. Uh, my role is uh, working with the community and content creators like yourselves to uh, support the game, uh, all of our games, uh, but specifically, we're going to talk about Star Wars Unlimited today, obviously. Uh, and uh, a lot of my role revolves around making sure that people have uh, what they need to be playing the game and building community around it and making sure that we're all coming together to not only be able to play the game, but talk about the game um, and have this be a part of our lives like we all want it to be. Awesome. Um, I know we have some questions for you before we jump into that. I just want to touch real quick on the Star Wars Unlimited Roadshow um, that's being run by Cascade Games. Um, I got to host one of those demo days. So how that works is they send you uh, 16 decks, 8 Vader, 8 Luke to the Cascade rep. They go to a store. There's like an event kit sent to the store with a big cardboard cutout of like Vader and then uh, 16 promos. And then you run demos for like two hours and then they do like a 16 person, like three round Swiss event. Um, and the participants each get one promo, either Luke or Vader, uh, depending which, however the store decides to divvy them out. Um, I got to go to the store, the Banish Zone, uh, which is about a 30 minute drive from me. And I was completely blown away by like the atmosphere when I walked into the store, um, between the staff and the owner and everybody it was really cool. It was a really great event. We had like over, 20 some people come demo the game uh they had the full 16 for the event and then um people were playing afterwards so i mean it was a great experience um it was a cool store and building off of that we're gonna host a webcam league once the game comes out it's gonna be like uh, an eight round swiss event where each round is a week and then we'll have a top cut and each one's gonna be a week so people have uh time to get their games in uh, Mr. Ben hosted a bunch of webcam leaks for other games like during the pandemic. So relying heavily on his expertise to get this off the ground. Predating pandemic, actually. Yeah. But the the Banish Zone has offered to uh, sponsor the Saga webcam leak, and they're going to give us some prize support to give out to people, um, like packs and stuff. So that's very cool. So shout out to the Banish Zone. Um, but yeah, just wanted to touch on the Roach real quick. It was a really cool experience, and like you can feel like the enthusiasm like it's cool you know like i'm sure uh, like at ffg right you hear it from like the ground up but like seeing it out there was really cool yeah it's it's been really cool seeing it at events and uh just seeing everyone's excitement about the game every every single new card that comes out and is revealed uh and what it makes everybody think this game is going to be about and what they're gonna be able to do with it 
uh, and their own interpretations of what it means and how it fits into Star Wars and things like that. It's it's really cool. And I have seen all this, the pictures from the road shows uh, and it's just blown me away, like people showing up and just like the enthusiasm. And I, I see it all the time in the online community, but see it like physically in person is just like a whole other thing going on. And it's really cool to see outside of when just FFG is there, how much the community is already like pushing uh, for everybody to get together around this game without us even there, which is just, again, mind blowing and so exciting to be a month and some days out from release and just be seeing that still. Yeah. We, every day we, there's a countdown timer, you know, and every day it's like, Hey, there's also on discord. I don't know if you've seen the pre-release org. Um, every day <laughs> the pre-release org lets us know how many days to pre-release. So I, too um, many. That's really fun. I, I love Porg, so I, I am fully on board with the pre-release Porg announcing. Yeah. Chewie likes Porg also. So. <laughs> They're a little different, but yeah. All right, so um, I think we'll jump into the interview, if that's cool with you. Absolutely, let's get into it. This is where the fun begins. Um, what's your favorite character in Star yeah, Wars? I, so I have said in the past... Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I stand by that. Uh, but I have uh, gotten um, some shade thrown my way from family members who were like, wow, what a, what a basic character to pick. Like, you couldn't get through any deep cuts in there uh, for us. And I was cut me to my, uh, cut my heart up a little bit there. I was like, you're right, maybe, maybe I should like pick some other ones. But I would say like my second favorite is not any more like of a deep cut. I love Plo Koon. Like, just genuinely think he's a really cool character uh so i'd say those two are my favorites uh again no, no deep cuts unfortunately for those that are looking for them from me but uh just two solid jedi masters that you know know what they're doing and care about the people they're with um what's your history uh as a as a card game player and uh like card games in general yeah so as a card game player i've been playing uh just games in general for years now. Uh, I specifically really enjoy trading card games. Um, and that's something that I've, I've had found a passion in, in, in competing and collecting and building communities around that. Um, it's been something that I have followed through many different games. I, I try almost, I always say I've tried every TCG that's come out since I started playing uh, in some way, shape or form, buying a couple decks, maybe some boosters, booster boxes and stuff. And, uh, trying them out just because I, I, I really enjoy the experience that comes with the like competition as well as like the trading aspect of the game is something that I've always really loved. Uh, and so for trading card games, yeah, like I said, every every card game you can think of that's come out since I started playing, I've at least dabbled in a little bit. Um, and it's it brought so many great memories. Uh, I made friends around that and I've really enjoyed uh, what it's taught me about like about games in general and about communities and what uh, what now I am getting to take into my job and like help use uh, to guide what we're doing currently. Did, how did you come to work for FFG? Like, how did that happen? Did you come from like like um I know some people that work at FFG like were big community members for FFG games previously, and then that led to like design opportunities or employment somehow. How did how did that work out for you? Yeah, so. I was not working anything around games at the, t uh, at the time. I was still playing a lot, um, helping run things at different stores and recruit people to different games that I was playing, um, doing learn to plays and stuff. Uh, but I happened to uh, 
have some marketing experience and there was an uh, opening for an organized play and marketing coordinator at the time. And I was like, well, I could, I mean, I do some organized play for stores and help with that type of stuff. And I've helped out with different things like that and have some marketing experience uh, despite working at edu or higher education for a little bit before that. So it was like, yeah, let's throw my name in the ring. I know FFG, like it, I loved all the games. I started some of the very first games I played were like X-Wing and Destiny that I like really got into. So it was like, yeah, I'll throw my name in the ring. Um, find out what I can do. Maybe, maybe if I get lucky, I'll move to Minnesota. And uh, uh, a month and some later, they were like, yeah, come on board and uh, move up here. So I think two weeks after that, I packed my bags and moved all the way up here. So I was living in Ohio at the time. So a little, not too far of a drive, but yeah, it was uh, quite the journey. And uh, it's been fun since then. Um, so now no, no longer doing where I nice play in, uh, market, er, in marketing coordination, but moving into the community engagement specialist position. To. All right. So, what is your favorite thing about working at Fancy Collecting? Oh man, uh, is it a cop out answer to say the people? Because I know that other people have said that <laughs> in other interviews uh, from our team. But it, I really, I really think that the team on all of our games are just so passionate about what they do, um, and it makes my and the people not even on FFG at, at FFG, but the people around the games that we put out are so passionate about the games that it just makes my job so much more fun when it becomes like, Oh, I get to chat with the community today about X, Y, or Z. And it's like, Oh, I have like crazy opinions and spins on that. And I like <laughs> this deck I'm building for this game is like my passion project. And it's so cool. And then getting to chat with the designers and what they're working on and what new things are adding to the game and what they're excited for. I, I, people's passion there is just, astounding to me and every day that i get to work with such passionate people means that i also become more passionate about even like the smallest things it's like oh i need i need to put this love and care into it uh because you can genuinely feel it out in the community that they're putting the love and care back into it um as well and so making sure that that uh happens on my end is like it's a big driving force back and forth of like everyone else cares so much and i care so much so we're all working towards this goal of like building these great games and giving people these experiences that they can really take home and like enjoy and remember and build a community. Like we, like I said about around these games. So I'd say the people both inside FFG and outside FFG that are playing the games and building these communities are some of my favorite parts and just getting to interact with everybody. I don't think that's a cop-out answer. Um, I have, you know, talked to some people from FFG before and that is like the, uh, the go-to answer like that's the one ffg emails everyone you know you this is your answer but it's <laughs> it's not a cop-out I, I i can say that that email would not come for me uh <laughs> but i i i think it's just it says a lot that everybody feels that same way uh about yeah. like where we work and that's something that i know that you don't find everywhere right. um and so it's really cool to work with people that feel the exact same way not only about the games but about each other and what we bring to the table which is cool I uh I had the opportunity to interview Caleb Grace before um when I was doing uh, a Marvel Champions podcast and uh he had the same answer the people so it seems like FFG is a good team uh if that's you know the answer and that's the way everybody feels um, for sure um and if if you don't like the people you work with you're going to be miserable and you're probably going to hate your job and quit and you know 
yeah. end up smoking and, you know, whatever. So. Yeah. You oh, know. that took a weird turn. Yeah. It's a slippery slope here. There. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's, it's super cool again to work with people. And yeah, Caleb's great. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's really cool to have that much passion around about what you do and the people that you work with. So it's, it's, it's unlike anywhere else, which is really cool. And uh, it, again, you can tell by the way that everybody answers that it, they do feel that way. Um, the only, uh, there's no way for them to, you know, come up with that answer themselves without feeling that. Well, talking about working at FFG as a whole, let's mm-hmm. kind of zoom in on Star Wars. So working with Star Wars Unlimited, what are some things that are like maybe different than other projects that you had uh, that you've worked on within the organization? Sure. Uh, I would say one of the biggest things uh, around Star Wars Unlimited that makes it stand out for me or is different for me is that uh, it's my first one uh, where we are building the community and launching the game since I've taken this role. Uh, A lot of the other ones, the community is built. And so it's sustaining community. It's helping bring new people in. It's working with creators who are already in this space. uh, And it's working with a community that knows what they're doing. already and they have this like great relationship with each other and figuring out from my end what i can do to support them and support the community as a whole is kind of its own thing for a lot of these other games where star wars unlimited i'm jumping in here at the exact same time as everyone else and we're just launching this game and it's not even out yet and we're all figuring out what star wars unlimited is uh and what that community looks like and so it takes i would say a little more time and effort and research on my end to figure out what who people are and help people make connections um, and help foster this community that we're building. Uh, and it just takes a little more, a little more time and effort uh, on that side of things, which is super fun, uh, especially because it is shaping that community from the ground up. Whereas now uh, it's a little harder to do maybe for other games that have a built-in community, but I think it's a little, uh, it's very different vibe for me going into, Oh, I'm the new kid for some of these other games and titles that we have. Uh, and I have to learn all these things and learn the lingo for decks and how people play and what content people create and things like that. Whereas this one, I'm I'm learning at the exact same time as other people are putting things out or talking about things and building things. And it's being part of that community from the ground up right now, which is very different for me. Uh, and it's very exciting. What do you think is like, in your mind, your vision for like the ideal Star Wars Unlimited community? Like what is, is there like, you have a vision for that, like what that looks like? Yeah, I think the community so far has been great. So like, I, I really, I say it all the time that the community makes my life easy, uh, which is great. Like everyone is super passionate about this game that they don't even have in their hands yet. Um, and have only been able to play at some road shows and large conventions and things. Um, but there's so much content being put out already about the game and people are talking about it and every day a new card drops and there's, 40 people talking about their hot takes on this card uh, and getting into it. And so it's super fun to see that side of the community. And so my ideal community, I think, is very uh, diverse in like viewpoints as well as like how they approach this game. Uh, I think so far the community has done a great job of like, there's people that are focused hyper competitive. They're like, this, this card is going to shape the meta of this game. There's people that are like, I just want to build this cool deck because these are my favorite characters. I want to, I want to put them together and I want to build this. And that's the type of gameplay I care about. And there's other people that are, care about the collecting side of things. And like, oh, I need to get all the hyperspace versions of all my favorite characters and that'll make me happy. And they talk about that and how they get, how they're passionate about getting into collecting. And I think 
the community having a space for players to approach this game in the in the way that makes the most sense for them and in the way that they want to join uh is what i see like being my ideal version of this community it's not just a hyper competitive community it's not just a completely casual or completely collector community it's kind of that c3op that uh, idea that we talk about all the time where there is space for everybody to engage in this hobby and however they'd like uh i'm curious if you given the uh you've had experience coming into communities that are already established and now here you're having the opportunity to i i don't want to misquote you but i think the word you use was shape the way this community grows are there specific goals that you have for i mean obviously we all want the community to be friendly and engaging and have a place for everybody but uh given previous experiences are I don't want to call out anybody else saying, oh, this community did something wrong. But are there specific things that you've got in mind, like, oh, I want to steer away from that or uh, sort of error bars that you've got as far as your vision of where you'd like to see the community engagement go? Uh, I don't think there's any specific error bars. I would say, hey, the thing is completely off limits besides like the things that you mentioned where we want to obviously be like that is the like bubble that we were working with. And if we're family friendly and like anyone feels welcome to jump into this community and however they want everything like that that's all like a plus for me like that's that's what we want um from there shaping the community in other ways i i think trying to make sure that people are knowledgeable about things and that's work on our side is making sure that we are giving you all the information that you all need um as well as being able to direct people to the appropriate resources and having those things is a big part of the community that i think uh like I would, I want to make sure that we're shaping this into a space that new players come in and they are immediately like greeted, like welcome in, like you said, but also then given appropriate resources to figure out and catch up with whatever the thing is that's happening. I want to make sure people have those uh, things at their fingertips uh, in order to jump in and understand maybe like who creators are in the community, who the mods of a, a group are so that they feel comfortable uh in this spot yes <laughs> and like i want to make sure that people are given this chance to catch up on things because i know some communities can get a little more insular and feel okay we all know each other because we've all been here for x number of months or years because of this um but i i want i think the definitely the guide bar for me is that i want to make sure that when a new player does show up they are given the same uh grace and chance to learn things and uh talk about the game in whatever way that they like that we all were when we first joined uh, the community and joined these groups. Uh, and I think that's the most important part is to be uh, not only welcoming, but giving people the tools that they need to succeed in this community and feel like they are getting something out of this hobby that we're all jumping in with, with Star Wars Unlimited. What are some um, positive things so far that you've seen from like the online Star Wars Unlimited community? Yeah. I think everyone's been very, very understanding about things like when we announce things and uh, explain things. I think people always have been going in right now with the giving the benefit of the doubt about things and letting us uh, as FFG like explain, hey, this is why something is the way it is. And this is why we're like doing this. Um, and there's reasoning behind what we're doing. So I, I always bring up like the uniqueness rule in the game as an example of like, it's different from what we've done in the past, but instead of everyone being immediately like writing that off and being like, I hate it. Sorry. Uh, we had like designers on stream come in and talk about why that was important. 
for this game and what it does for this game and how, what avenues it opens up for us and things like that. And I think the community has been very accepting of that and that they people have latched onto this idea that like there may not agree with something right away, but there was at least this idea, there was an intent behind it. And we've also, so like there's mistakes and things that we've made where we've like, we have said, ah, actually maybe we'll change how we approach this based on what the community said. And I think there, that goes both ways. And I really have enjoyed seeing that in the online community of like people have voiced their concerns or things like that. And we've been able to think about that and adjust and think about how we go about those types of items in the future, uh, as well as the community has taken that second to adjust themselves and go, well, maybe my first thought wasn't like set in stone. Maybe I, maybe I was wrong about this thing. And everybody's been very like open-minded about how we go about things, which is not always the case in all games, uh, in all communities. So it's been really cool that everyone has, uh, been really great about that. And I would say like the humor across the board is another thing that I've really enjoyed in the online community. Like people can, you know, give each other, uh, grief about their hot take on a card, the time a next card drops. And all of a sudden that first one was, looks way better now, uh, because it works well with something in the future. And everybody can be like, Oh, remember when we were talking about that, like a little while ago, that's so funny. And it just cracks me up that like, there is, there's camaraderie built around this idea that not everybody knows what's going on all the time as we're revealing new things and putting things out in the community. And we're all just going through this experience together. And so people can say what they want right now and change their minds later and come back to things. And it's been super fun to see that side of things. I have a few things bookmarked from uh, like hot takes, you know, I have some receipts. So you have some receipts where you're like, Hey, I'm coming uh -oh. back. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There's, there's some fun ones that I, I see in community groups and they're like, this is my opinion of this card. And I was like, yeah, I really can't wait for like a month and a half from now when you see this next card and you're like, Oh, I have completely, misevaluated where this card stands uh and that's that's the fun part about previous seasons right and getting like closer mm -hmm. to the set like is figuring out what makes sense and that was a very intentional design in our previous season like how we laid things out is we wanted you to be constantly re going back and reevaluating stuff we've already shown you it's not just a i saw the thing and it's it's in my head it's gone i have i have judged this and it is it is deemed worthy or it is deemed not worthy of my time <laughs> and it's gone uh, like that's why there's leader drops. We've been doing those for months. It makes you go back and look at leaders or look at uh, different cards in different ways. And it's super fun. And I can't wait for everyone to see, you know, the last leader this week. I'm super excited for the yeah. last leader. <laughs> so I will say one thing that I've enjoyed about this preview season is it, it, I have felt that intentionality, the deliberate way in which it's been rolled out has been fun because it's it's sort of like a, a open secret in TCG communities that if you just say every card is bad, then your predictions are going to be right like a lot of the time because like most cards aren't top tier uh, and rolling the previews out in such a way to make it even harder to make those predictions accurately, I think has, has created a fun game. At least I found it to be a fun game. Like, Oh, how hard do I want to go on this? Cause I know I don't know everything. Uh, so I appreciate that uh, intentionality in approaching previous seasons. Thank you. Yeah. It's been, it was super fun to put together and we're going to keep that going for other sets going forward. We don't want everybody to have a full idea of what they might be seeing in this from the jump. Uh, like the very first time we put out our, our preview article for the new set, we don't want you to understand exactly where everything, every piece fits. 
Um, and that's very intentional. We want you to have an idea and be able to go, oh, these are the lines that things are going to go down potentially. But we want to have the, there to be surprises. We want you to be constantly thinking about these cards in different ways as, as new things get released. Um, and I, I, I think it is a fun puzzle to put together as you go. And then eventually when you see all the cards, you're like, this is how this set works. And you can put it together then. And then the cards are in your hand and it's time to start playing at that point. Can't wait. Yeah, same here. Um, what are some things as a community that we should be mindful of or, or work on um, as we move forward, like as we get to launch? Like, are there things that you see that we as a community overall need to do better? I feel like this question might be a trap. Yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> what do you, you try well, to... as, do, you, so, do you have Admiral Akbar on the soundbar there? No, I don't have Admiral Akbar. But um, <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, as so, as the I hate to say the owner because I help run the Facebook group and the Discord, right? So mm-hmm. I help run them, but they're the communities, right? Like I don't feel like me or any of the mod feels like we own anything. It's we're helping to help foster through these avenues, right? So as someone who is very invested in the growth of the community from the community side, um, I want to know if there's something we can be doing better, right? So that's why I'm asking this question. Yeah. I'm happy to answer it if you're also happy to answer it. I, I would love to hear what you think as well. Uh, but I can go first since you asked me first. So we can go okay. uh, Yeah. So what i uh doing better, I think, I don't think this is a problem yet by any means. I think people have been doing really well. I think some of the community groups uh, that you're a part of have done a really good job of like marking out new players. So that way people can like help them out and things like that. Um, but I think there's a lot of like almost like inside jokes that need a little explaining or like some people, you know, ribbing each other a little bit because they know each other. And it might be a little like, oh, what what are they saying to a new player? And I think making sure that we're mindful of like, hey, we are doing this because we know each other and we're joking because we've been in here for months chatting about this is something that I think is always important because it took me a little bit to be like, Oh wow, are these people like actually fighting in the discord or something? Uh, and it's like, Oh no, they like know each other personally or have messaged multiple times about this game and played like and played an event together or something. Um, and so I think from my side, it's just making sure that we are cognizant of new players in the, looks that we're going to get when they join and then maybe don't understand what's going on right away from those things. And again, it goes back to what we want to see in the community, which is giving people the tools to understand what's going on and jump into this community feet first and have a great time. Um, It's just making sure that we are aware of that and how we interact with each other and uh, uh, are clear about like, Hey, this is, we're not going to be mean to you. If you ask a question, we're mean to, we're giving this guy a bunch of crap because we know him and things like that. And, we, we right. joke back and forth and make sure people know, hey, like we, we're here for you as a new player to ask questions and jump in and like hear your hot take. We're ready for it. But this is going to be a, like we're going to build camaraderie as a group here. Yeah, I think the new player experience is something you, everyone needs to be cognizant of. Because um, you don't like this game, not even out yet, but we have a community that's been growing for six months, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, um, you don't want those people in March that are just jumping on to feel unwelcome right so i mean the group rules are like be excellent to each other you know be respectful so like those things are in place um and we have the new player like area on the discord and in the facebook if you join 
there's like a new there's like a welcome message you get that gives you links to like the player resources and all that so i think that stuff's in place and i hope the community uh doesn't get to the point where you're you're harassing like a new player for asking a question that's been asked 20 times like that i hope that that doesn't become an issue and if it does like we'll address it um because i've seen that in other games and it's it's very off-putting uh um but i one thing for me that i see that i hope we can continue to improve on is we have to remind ourselves that the online community is a very small vocal like vocal part of the community right like not everyone's on discord not everyone's on facebook so i think sometimes it can lead to like a group think scenario um where some voices are louder than others um and some people will just parrot that you know what that other person says so i want people um to have their own voice right and don't just say what this other person said because they think that person is good or whatever you know i don't i don't maybe don't know how to articulate that correctly but um, no, I, I completely get you yeah i mean that's not really a community problem that's a people problem like <laughs> yeah but it comes up as a community right it'll be like <clears throat> it'll come up if it's if it comes i think community. one thing that that the big ticket items the be cool to each other the treat people with respect the hey if somebody's new and they're asking a question don't scream at them read the card you know that kind of stuff that's sort of the easy stuff the the things where i think a community can maybe run into some issues where it's not quite as obvious is how quickly inside jokes and lingo and and these things build up that can seem impenetrable to a new person and nobody wants to be the guy who's like hey everybody thinks this is funny but i don't get it like what what it and that can be alienated even though nobody's doing it on purpose and i i think it's a very diplomatically appropriate answer uh, to put us on guard for that kind of stuff like that that's a good criticism to issue to the community that's not going to i think we all can can what we want is a community that has inside jokes and has that kind of stuff but we don't want to let it be so oppressive and drown out every conversation to where new people can't figure out a, a egress point to actually get in and join in on that kind of thing absolutely and it's something that we have to focus on a lot in our own streams and on events and things like that i know uh when we do gameplay and things that people will like use lingo as they're doing things i know this came up a lot during draft i think it was like wheeling tyler was like oh i hope like i'm just wheeling and hoping that this card comes back around and we're like hey let's explain that for those that are new to tcg so it's not even those who are just new to this community but people who might be jumping into a trading card game or a card game in general for the very first time and making sure that, yeah, like you said, we we are ready to answer those questions and make sure people have a way to start figuring out what things mean. Uh, and yeah, so it's it's very important. It's something that we have to do uh, on our side, and it's something that I I implore the community to do as well. And uh, it really, I think it's it's something that makes all the difference for a new player's experience. What do you think the the best way for a a uh, new player to Star Wars Unlimited would be to engage in the community. Engage in the community. Uh, besides, you know, you can check out like some of the stuff that we do and like live streams and things. It's obvious, like, hey, join, like, what, check out a live stream and, you know, uh, like join the community chat there while we like are doing live play and like chat with everybody about the game that's going on and things like that. But I also think that, uh, you know, 
the community groups is also super helpful. There's great resources there. There's things to read. There's conversations to jump in on, discuss. But I think when you're starting to jump in as a new player, you don't know what you don't know right off the bat. Uh, and I think finding different creators in the community outside of uh, just us at FFG uh, is a great way to start learning about the game, start understanding some of the things that are like important to it, what how the game functions, what people value in the game, things like that. Uh, and I think that's a huge part of jumping in as a new player is figuring out where to learn these things. And I think there's a million, million great creators already out there. Uh, you all here at Space Arena Grand Arena are one of them. Uh, like, and I think there's people covering the game in a million ways as well. And that's like one of my favorite things about the community so far is that if you are that hyper competitive player, there are people talking numbers out there jumping in and being like this is the raw data on this card and how it functions in a deck and why why it gives you the most bang for your resources like all that stuff um and there's different ways to engage with that so i think finding creators that help you understand the game in the way that you want to learn about this game is a huge way to get into that uh and then obviously joining into those conversations in the community groups and different places like that is where you can go as almost maybe maybe a next step is like ah now I feel comfortable with what I know and I can start asking questions or I can start jumping in and giving like my feedback on how I feel about this card and things like that. Uh, Cause I know it is, it's daunting as a new player. So finding those people that uh, you, you vibe with and understand how they're approaching this game is really great. Cause there's only, there's only so many things we can do and talk about the game on our side and we can give it all this information about the game, but there's so many people that have different opinions on how things work. And I think that's really one of the great parts about this community is that you can find someone who you understand how, or who you understand in their love of this game. Uh, and I think that's like, I, what I would recommend is, you know, jump into the community and start finding the people that can help you learn what this game's all about right off the bat. Do you have anything else, Ben? I mean, I was going to criticize that answer because of how low on the list listen to the Saga podcast was, but I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> hey, hey, it's no, I, definitely not Jokes low. aside, I completely agree. Like, fi find the creators that uh, that work for you. And I would also implore people, like, don't be intimidated to have a wrong opinion. Um, I get it. it. It can suck. Sometimes people make fun of you on the internet if you say, hey, I really like this card. I want to make it work. And, every and everybody else isn't impressed with whatever that card is but so what i mean i i think one of the coolest things about these kinds of games is the exploratory nature of them now i love winning i i totally agree that winning feels better than losing uh but it's that much more fun to win with the card that you wanted to use with the combo that you wanted to use no matter how much other people might naysay it so have have like the the courage of conviction to uh play something weird i think that's cool absolutely and talking about that group think thing is like, hey, if there is a leader out there that speaks to you and your play style, you can make it work. You will, you can do the things. It may not be the easiest thing in the world. There may it may not be the low hanging fruit there, like we talked about, but it you can find a way to do it. There's there's characters that I value very highly and love in this game. And I was like, gosh darn, I'm gonna make it work and we're gonna have fun with it. Uh and I think that's a super fun part of this game, is like uh not only can you you know, jump on these things that are seem from from the get go amazing, but I think it's also really fun to go. Well, how do I beat that thing with something else? How do I how do I do that but better or change something else around? And then you start 
building decks and thinking about the game in a new way and a new play style. And it's, it's super fun to just be able to do that. Uh, and again, there's, I mean, 18 leaders in set one. So go crazy, build a deck for each one of them, take them to your locals and, uh, your weekly play and try them out, see what works, see what doesn't, uh, make mistakes, like you said, and, and really just have fun with it. Cause it, 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 that's what the game is for. I do have another question I just thought of. Yeah. So this is about the draft stream. Oh yeah. How, how was that feeling? Like cracking like those like actual packs for the first time. Right. And like, did you sniff it? Like, did you get the new pack smell and like, <laughs> did it smell like blue milk? Like, what did it smell like? Like, I will say, I, I, I don't think blue milk is the right smell. Uh, blue core on the card. Yeah. I, I do have those packs that I opened that day, the wrappers. I am keeping them. They're the first three packs that I ever opened for the game. Not the first cards I saw in person or anything like that. Um, I won't lie about that. I'd, I'd seen some others, but it was the first time I got to experience what opening a pack was like, as well as playing with the real cards. So that was just an awesome experience. Um, I, yeah, it's something I won't forget. And then I really, yeah, just wow. Uh, seeing some of those foils for the first time and pulling my first hyperspace. And I was like, what is it? Like, this looks so cool. And then it's just the pack experience is great and it feels like nothing else that i've opened before which is cool um you know you're searching through every single card looking for that hyperspace um or the foil at the back and drafting was such a fun experience too with that group was great and uh i'm really looking forward to uh drafting and playing some more sealed here once the game releases that's that's my game plan is to dive it all in on that i guess i maybe cut this if this is weird but is the the pulling the leader out of your packs at the beginning of the draft experience, I kind of like envision that feeling a little awkward. Like, how did that feel in person? Did it feel weird to have to like pluck a couple cards or was it? Oh, it doesn't feel weird. Uh, because I think the easy thing is like the wrappers open super easy. Like, like it feels good to open them and they like split perfectly. And I, it's been very fun when I was like, oh, wow, these, these wrappers are sweet. Uh, but yeah, pulling one card out, it felt very natural because then the very next thing is the base. So you have no chance of seeing another card unless you are like trying to like wedge them out a little bit. Like you'd notice that at the table, though, if somebody was like filing through their cards already. But it was super easy to just like take that, put the rest of this pile face down, base is on it still. Good to go. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I, I didn't think it felt weird. I understand. I know that some people in the community are like, oh, that might be a little odd like opening all the packs at once. Um, but it's also being able to draft your leader is so much more fun that it offsets maybe any of those off those feelings that you might have about opening three packs, taking a card out of each, and then then drafting all the rest of them. Um, it's just the, the fact that you draft your leaders right off the bat is like one of my favorite parts of the experience because it, it just is like, wow, I, I have some agency in how I'm building this deck, but not so much that I'm like just bringing my favorite leader every week. So it's really cool in that in that regard i wanted to ask something about max revo but i couldn't find a way to shoehorn it in there so max revo oh man i, I failed max <laughs> revo i guess <laughs> i kept trying to find a way to like get him in there but uh, all right <laughs> <laughs> i i asked tyler uh and the rest of the design team as well but specifically tyler i've talked to a million times that max revo someday needs to be in there and i don't care what i have to do to fit him in a deck that I'm playing, but he will be in every single deck. I'll play it, pay any penalty 
aspect aspect penalty that I have to. He's going in the deck. It doesn't matter. I'll figure it out. Okay, a fellow uh, Max Rebo appreciator. All right, oh, you've got yeah. some deep cuts in you after all, man. Here we go. I I absolutely am the biggest Max Rebo appreciator. I I just I have mentioned him in many podcasts that I've jumped in on, and I mentioned him on our live streams. And someday I'll get to show that card off in person, and it's going to be the highlight of my time at FFG, probably. I think the <laughs> I, I think the easy answer. I think the easy answer is you design a set around the musicians of Star Wars. That's right Steve, there, you go. Now, now we're <laughs> Tyler, Danny, Jay Z. When you watch this. <laughs> Maybe not a set, but you know, the musician traded. You know, you yeah, can build yeah. off we, that. We need an action card that has the CGI singer's lips like spluttering <laughs> the spit out from that one like remake scene. Oh, <laughs> from man. the special edition. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we we need musicians, and Max Rebo has got to be there. We do have listener questions. Um, Great. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Jack from Golden Dice asked, what's been the most successful strategy for getting uh, stores or communities on board with Star Wars Unlimited? I think providing them with some of the information that we put out on some of our streams and articles and things like that is one way that we've seen people get more involved uh, and stores as well. Uh, But I think we're coming at this recognizing mistakes that have been made in the past. That's a big part of this, but we're also working to make sure that this is a game that is built around making sure that players are having the ideal experience with a trading card game, whether again, you're a collector competitor or a casual player. Uh, and I think we talk in detail in a lot of the, our articles and a lot of our streams about what we are doing on our side to make sure that we are supporting this game to the best of our abilities and to the, in the way that you as players and stores want to see that and so i think pointing them to some of our uh some of those aspects is a great way to help get people involved i think having them reach out to their uh local representative from asmodee uh and getting them to chat with them more about what we can offer for organized play but also yeah again if their store letting them read some more articles about organized play and how we're setting up that structure to support them at the store level and then players as well uh and if they're a player that are even if they're new to TCGs, we want to ha- make sure that we point them to things that where we're breaking down the bare bones of this. But then if they're maybe uh, a little more advanced, sending them to some of our stuff about like drafting and what we're doing to make sure that constructed is super fun and interesting for players and things like that. Uh, so I think that's definitely a good way to uh, help hook new players. Not to say that ours is the best way to do it, but I think we're coming from a place of sincerity that we really do believe that this game is something that people should be playing. and we are doing our best to support it in every way we possibly can from the community side, the OP side, the design side. We want to make sure that everyone's having a great time and engaging this game in the way that they want to. And so I think more than just word of mouth, you can hear it from us ourselves as well uh, is an important piece. We had uh, some people also uh, mention that they are very fond of how uh, Fantasy Flight Games has been on social media related to Star Wars Unlimited with like the frequency of posts and the amount of posts, the amount of content. And they're kind of worried that's really going to drop off after the game launches. Um, are there any plans to continue the social media uh, posts at a For frequent sure. rate? 
Yeah, yeah. We we want to be talking with the community about different things. Uh, so there's definitely we do have plans to post regularly, uh, and live streams are not going to slow down. We're going to become more regular. Uh, we have some really fun things coming up for those uh, that I'm excited. Um, some new segments and things like that uh, that I think will get the community involved and will be really exciting. Something to look forward to when it comes to uh, our live streams on that side of things as well. Uh, so we are not going to release this game and then just disappear. That's not our plan. We we really want to be there, engaging with the community, talking about the game, uh, helping people see it in a new helping new players get into it. Um, so that'll be part of this, uh, where it won't be just geared towards those veteran players that I say veteran players, the game's not even out yet, but those players right. that have been with us since May. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's, we will be mixing up the content more and more, I will say after release. So there'll be things geared towards those new players. There'll be think, things geared towards those people who've been with us since the beginning. Uh, and I think it's gonna be a really fun journey between sets as well. And, uh, if you thought, you know, like preview season was packed and very fun this time, imagine doing it in a lot less time between each set. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Very cool. Um, uh, I've said on the show a number of times that I think FFG as a whole uh, has been making like all the right mouth sounds and what we want to see is follow through. And so far, I mean, I realize the game's not out yet, but so far, um, I'm very optimistic about the future. I like that you guys recognize that there have been historic mistakes that lessons have been learned from. Um, I mean, again, that's the kind of sounds we want to be hearing. So uh, I'm very excited for the launch. Uh, and I, I really like the head-on way uh, that community reaction, pretend, knowing how some people feel about the history of the game. I, I really like how you guys have engaged with all of that all the way around. Um, so keep it up. I Thank guess. you. <laughs> it's been it's been fun. Um and seeing, you know, people as they as they recognize that this is not the same we're not making those same mistakes uh from the past and that we're we're like I know people make the meme of the new FFG and things like that all the time. Uh but we really, really are trying to make sure that we do everything correctly and in the best way for this community. Uh, and I know from my side, uh, like this position never existed in the past that I'm in. Uh, and that's one of the ways that we really want to make sure that we're supporting the community around this game and not just, like you said, releasing the game and then going quiet on social media and not talking about this game uh, afterwards. Like we want to make sure that we're engaging with you all and having a great time. And we are, we are just as much a part of this community as you all are. Uh, we're going to be out there dropping deck lists in the chat every once in a while and be like, somebody, somebody tear this apart. And let me know why my mono vigilance chariot deck is not going to work. Uh, I, you know, that's, that's the face I thought was getting made. He's going to work. I, I have faith in him and I, I will drop that deck list at some point. It'll be great. Uh, but yeah, I think it, with the fact that we are very much a part of this community is the thing that I'm most excited for as well with this game is that we, we, want this to succeed and we believe that this is a successful uh game and it's going to be just a fun launch in march and we want to be there with you all for it so that's a huge part of this i love it and it's not even out yet so um, yeah we're, we're having so much fun it's it's gonna be great march is right around the corner uh i can't wait to start going to events this next year and i'll bring my own deck so you can beat that mono vigilance chariot deck uh and some of the others that i try out but it's it we're gonna have a lot of fun and i, I really can't wait to see the community's reactions um to this as well 
Don't let Jeremy play the community, right? Is that- oh, I, <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> will, if you want to challenge anybody in the community, you see him at an event and you get the chance to play him, he'll, uh, he'll play the game in ways you never thought were possible, is what I'll say. It, it's, it's astounding. <laughs> I've, I've heard the stories from like Star Wars Destiny days, you know, when you would go to events and if you beat the designer, you got a promo. And everybody would, you know, avoid Jeremy because they weren't getting the promo. If, <laughs> I would believe it. I, I personally would be like, there's not a chance I'm sitting down over there. Why why am I spending my time? No, I, I Jeremy is a great player and you learn a lot from playing him, is what I'll say. I, I in playtests and stuff I've sat down across the room and I'm like, I know I'm not gonna win, but I'm probably gonna learn a lot about this game and what I've done wrong. So that's always fun. Um, so don't be scared of Jeremy at events. Go go play him. Challenge him to a game. It's super fun. He's a great guy. Uh, but yeah, you know, hopefully we do more things like that in the future and uh, get uh, show. You know, like you said, it's not just the mouth like the mouth service that we're saying. Like we want to do these things. We're we're gonna go out there and we're gonna be a part of the community with you all. So we look forward to that. Um, one last thing before we we take off is uh, February seventh is the twenty five year anniversary of star wars podcasting so we were uh invited to take part in that so february 7th look for a special podcast episode from us as part of one of like a hundred other podcasts uh associated with star wars celebrating the 25 year anniversary of the first star wars podcast so look for that i'm xander tabler from ffg and we'll see you in the arenas